Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is a special presentation for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Rick Uccino on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, you guys? Rick Uccino here for SB Nation and the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. And you know my guest at this time. This week, she will be flying across the world, or at least halfway across it, to fight it out with Rhea Ripley and three other women with the World Heavyweight Championship on the line at Crown Jewel. She is the baddest woman on the planet, Shayna Baszler, on the channel once again. Thank you so much for your time, as always. How, how you been? It's been a couple months since we chatted. How, how are things going? It's been a little bit. Yeah. been a little bit but you know things are things are going all right i um i feel like i'm you know carrying some momentum forward after SummerSlam. so we'll see what happens in a week or so yeah the last time we spoke was about 24 hours or so ahead <laughs> of your mma rules match with ronda rousey at SummerSlam. and i know the two of you put a lot of work into that match y'all beat the hell mm. out of each other in that match, I uh, had uh, had a nice bird's eye view of that entire fight. Let's let's call it what it is. It was a fight. Yeah. Uh, a couple of months removed. How are you looking back on that now? Uh, So. It's funny because, you know, we knew going into that, that people, especially in the arena, it's not easy to see uh, uh, that style of match and what's going on, especially for an audience that's not necessarily like educated on on the things they were seeing um yeah you know a, a ufc audience let's say they fill up these huge arenas like that like they 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 know what they're seeing uh but it's kind of one of those things that <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a better way to put it and maybe people won't even understand after this but i was talking to jessamine duke who people are familiar with from nxt and um also trained as a part of the four horsewomen of mma yeah um when ronda was first like on the scene in the ufc she was brand new they they started the division because of her i'd already been fighting for you know a good 10 12 years and there had been some discussion about like ronda facing those of us that were in the top five top 10 at the time and it never really happened in mma i i joined her team whatever our paths went so nobody really got this fight people that were fans like deep cut type stuff like you had to be a hardcore fan because nobody was really following women's mma that deeply just yet and um i remember jessamine texting me and she was like you gave this was like watching like a retired ali versus a a, a mike tyson like this is like a fight that people uh, that were fans of the sport always wanted to see. And you, and you, you gave that to people, like people don't understand what, you know, Jessamine had just started. She was fighting on undercards when I was on like main and co-main event on Invicta. So she was just coming on the scene as me and Rhonda were rocking and rolling at the time before we all met each other. Um, so for her, she was talking about like, as a fan, <clears throat> what a cool thing it was to see, uh, like to see this sort of like dream MMA match that never happened to happen. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we knew there'd be a lot of people that didn't really understand what they were watching, but I had plenty of friends from my past, from the fight world that messaged me and they were like, that's the coolest wrestling match I've ever seen. That was the coolest thing ever. And that stuff, uh, I, I I'm proud of what, 
what we put together. It definitely banged up if people were following my Instagram and stuff after. I've never been more even even in MMA, there's not often that I've been that banged up. So people that want to like talk about the dreaded F word or like the the you know, like we sure. want to say that we weren't like hitting each other hard or something, like legitimately the most messed up I've been in years. <laughs> I was gonna ask because we all saw you two nights later on on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And and you came out now. You're coming out there. You have been labeled like the new baddest woman on the planet after you beat Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. And then you go out there and you do a 12 minute match with Zoe Stark. Like you're talking about how cast on my head and like my elbow in a brain. I like I couldn't get past my eye was swollen shut. Yeah. Like you talk about how banged up you were, but was it important still for you to go out there after that fight two nights later and do another match there on Monday Night Raw? Uh, so when medical came to talk to me about, you know, possibly having a match that night, uh, they obviously what they say goes firstly, like if they are not going to let me, I, I'm not going to talk them out of it, but they kind of gave me some leeway to be like, how do you feel though? Do Do you feel like you want to do this? And I was like, I absolutely need to get out there and show people I think the baddest or whatever, it's not even just enough to beat Ronda in a match like that. Like I have to also show that I can carry this uh, immediately after that. I think it was just important for people to see, like not only did I take my licks and still end up on top, but I'm still going to come out here and not at my best still beat people up. So uh, it was, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know if I can put, I don't know if I can verbalize it well why, but it was very important to me to like show the world I am I'm all banged up and look like this, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna come out here and beat you up and be confident about doing it. So now, now how long was it until like the the eye like normal <laughs> normalized? Oh man. So the color went away, I wanna say like a week or two. Like I think a week later I still did like a backstage uh thing. And I had some color. The color went away pretty quick, like a couple weeks. But I I still had like some tenderness that wasn't visible. I remember getting my makeup done in the makeup chair. And I'd be like, ow. You know what I mean? Like for for a while, it was strange. Um, And my thumb, my broken thumb, like still kind of aches. I I paint like Warhammer 40K miniatures and I'll be painting and I'll have to take breaks because my my thumb that I broke, I broke like a bone in here. So it wasn't like I broke my thumb thumb. I broke. So like when I'm painting, it'll cramp up and be mm. sore and I'll have to take breaks. Yeah. No, I, I still, I, I still feel that. Yeah, no, I get that. Cause uh, when I was training, I separated my <laughs> shoulder and every, every once in a while, like if, if my son just kind of like, you know, wants the, the attack hug, daddy hug, where I chuck him up in the air, sometimes my shoulder will just pop and I'll be like, all right, daddy needs a break. Yeah. Uh, you it's know, weird. it's, so- yeah, it, something it, I'm going to feel forever. The the hyperextended elbow, I mean that's a thing I think that everybody that does submission grappling 
experiences at some point or another so that's a little more familiar to me but this this thumb has been annoying i'm not gonna lie it's but <laughs> it's always the little ones it's yeah it's the little ones and the little naggy ones where you just can't even do like the normal everyday stuff like snapping sometimes i'll 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 be snapping at the dog or something and i'll feel it oh yeah ow what the oh, god Rock and, then and then you're mad at the dog because the dog made <laughs> yeah. you snap and then exactly exactly yeah. now i know there were a lot of people who were um I don't want to say confused, but like they were wondering what the MMA rules match would look like. I mean, like even leading up to like the day before. Now, I was I was one of them. I was very we talked about this. I was very curious to see what what the marriage was going to look like between MMA and WWE. And I thought I I loved it. I especially love the physicality of it. Personally, I would have loved to have seen it in a cage. I just felt like that was like the one missing element of it. But that's my personal preference. If there's another iteration of this match down the line is there anything that you would like to see done differently yeah i mean i think a thing that would have helped us regardless you could say adding the cage i i had really wanted there to be rounds but i think with the heritage cup stuff going on with nxt they didn't want to confuse um the two rule sets which i can kind of understand uh the kind of um argument made about the cage was uh the 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 logistics of being in the stadium I was wondering uh, like about that. it wasn't just a regular arena where they could have it there and, and lower it. So there was some discussion about that. But I think the thing that would have really helped us is the television audience got to hear the ref kind of explaining the rules at the beginning when we were doing the face off. Uh, and I wish they would have done like the UFC does and have the announcer come and put the mic through so that the the arena could have heard it because um I think that maybe the crowd not understanding like, all right, there's no, uh, whatever he said, like, I, I don't even remember how he worded it, but just the fact that just, just explaining a little bit more, like there's 10 counts and people that want to argue like UFC rules doesn't necessarily mean MMA rules. Right. So I come right. from a time in MMA where we'd show up to the event and be like, all right, do you want knees on the ground? Do you want to allow elbows? What's the rule on this? Are we going to allow this? And we'd kind of come up with a rule set then. Um, so that part wasn't, I wasn't so nitpicky about the specifics of the rules, but I do wish they would have maybe shown a graphic or like I said, Mike to the ref or something just so that it was a little bit better explained. Um, but I think the television audience, obviously, and I think that's why it was a little more well-received from the television audience than maybe the live audience. Uh, but I, like I said, we knew going in, and for some reason, the Detroit Lions stadium doesn't have a Jumbotron in the middle. <laughs> I don't know it why. Was, it was so, a little weird, yeah. Weird. So we knew they would, it was, they would have a hard time seeing stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like like I said, you could say, oh, the cage or making it be rounds, these sorts of things would have maybe helped the understanding, but I think just blatantly explaining the rule, like nobody knows the rules of a war games match, but they post the rules and explain it before the match happens. Sure, and I think yeah, they could have yeah. done something like that um, to help us out a little bit, but you know. I get you. I wouldn't get have you. changed. It wouldn't have changed what happened, you know? <laughs> sure. Sure. And like I said, again, I love that. I thought you guys killed it. I thought it was great that triple H gave you guys a nice shout out in the, uh, uh, post media scrum after the show as well. And, and again, you come out two nights later and you're wrestling Zoe Stark. She's also somebody that you wrestled again a couple weeks later, and you've now teamed with her. 
Um, she is someone that has seemingly caught the attention of, of a lot of folks in WWE. I've spoken to a few people who genuinely enjoy working with her. Uh, mm -hmm. Can I add you to that list? Yeah, I mean, um, as much as, you know, ultimately we all want to win every match we're in, but uh, all of us have a little bit of, a little bit of crazy in us that like these like sorts of matchups, right. So that are, that are you, you, where you kind of beat the snot out of each other. And I think Zoe's one of those, those people that if we put us in a ring, we're going to beat the snot out of each other. Yeah. She's got a cool uh, style. She's interesting because she's got a very exciting ring style. Uh, she does a lot of cool, you know, springboardy flippy do stuff, but uh, she also, <laughs> can kick your head off so she's a little badass yeah yeah so um i think it's uh, she's 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 got a lot of she's gonna be a star you know what i mean she already is but i mean i think uh especially her ring style and just uh, you know she's she's not the baddest <laughs> but obviously she's pretty badass so yeah and she's gonna be one of the five competitors uh crown jewel <laughs> for the world heavyweight championship this is uh I mean, honestly, the the five total badasses like in yeah. this match. This is this is a dynamic with the five of you. This is going to be chaotic. Uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like in, in the in that in that kind of scrum. And it's going to be maybe another one of these matches where I come out all banged up because, like you said, this isn't just like five girls in the division doing this i think like even singly so you have ria a very dominant champion obviously strong beats the crap out of people um i think you put her in a singles match with any of the other four of us and each of us is a threat i don't think it, you can overlook any of us and now you put us all in the same match at the same time it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be crazy yeah yeah I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to this one. This is yeah, like I I can't even describe how excited I am to to watch the watch the hell the, you guys beat the holy hell out of each other. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to this. But this is also uh this is also a special moment for you. This is your first match in Saudi Arabia, is it not? Uh, yes. I, I, yes, because I I'm hoping I did my research on that correctly. So is this something you've always wanted to uh experience? Kind of cross off your bucket list, getting to go over there and compete in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I've been over there uh, doing work with um, like the UFC and uh, uh, like so grappling and whatnot. We we kind of toured the military bases over there, but that was alongside the military and kind of working with them. So it's a little bit different. And for people that don't know, like, <clears throat> you know, like uh, if I'm going to like a U.S. military base, even in the Middle East, it's like a little tiny piece of the U S in there. You don't get to experience like the actual culture of, 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 you know, the country that you're in or whatever. So I think it's going to be cool uh, to go over there. I love travel. I love experiencing the flavor of wherever I'm going. So I think that part's going to be cool. I also think it's something to be said, and this gets brought up every time there's a crown jewel, but uh, you know, being women on the card, <clears throat> and badass women on the card at that. Uh, I don't think any of the five of us are like your typical, uh, like centerfold women. And I think it's cool that we're the match that gets to go over and, and, 
and show people what 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 we're gonna do um that part i think is is one of the coolest things so yeah, I, I love how we have gone very quickly here with these shows to, okay, we can't have women on the card to now just, it's honestly, in the best way possible, it's no big deal that there's a, a fatal five way yeah. for the Women's yeah. World Heavyweight Championship. It doesn't compare to the 12 women that were on the card at Elimination <laughs> Chamber, but I mean, still, the fact that you guys are going to be there, you're going to get to have this, it's it's great to see how far we've come and not really that in a long time here. Yeah, I think I think it's um, if you look, like you said, at the first one where there were no women on the card to the progress that's been made just on the WWE cards leading up, you can see that that there are some, I guess, I don't know, walls being broken down and uh, yeah. uh, progress being made. It These things don't come. You know, it's not like we're going to show up. And then the whole world's going to change. That's not how, how a change happens realistically. It's going to be these like little examples of one small step forward at a time. And I think when you look back is how you see how far you've come. So now you mentioned you love traveling. Uh, I, yeah. I, I actually had this written down because one of the, uh, things that I've noticed with pro wrestling, right. Is it, uh, it can take you to some crazy strange <laughs> places. What's like the coolest experience you've had, uh, traveling that, that wrestling has taken you to, is there something that jumps out to you? Um, there's, I mean, like, are we talking about venues or just stories in general? I was going to say we, we could go with stories, just like a really cool, awesome experience or place that, uh, that you've gotten to go to, man. I, I have to go back to, this sounds like such a typical pro wrestler answer, but I have to really go back to my time when I was like living and touring in Japan. Okay. That was like I've heard this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that's what I mean. Like you're going to hear a lot of wrestlers say that, but I think especially for me so like when people when you start pro wrestling obviously you dream of there's every single wrestler will like dream of their WrestleMania moment and they want to be like the cool guy, right? Like I wanted to jump off the top rope and do the cool uh for a second I wanted this like I'm like the fighter, right? So I wanted the noon to six elbow off the top to be the illegal elbow to be uh, like a move I did. And, um, you know, hearing my coaches, Billy and Josh and, and the, the lineage I come from very old school wrestling style and hear them be like, no, like you don't have to do that in the way that Batman doesn't have to fly. Like, could he come up with some technology where he could fly around just like Superman? For sure. He's Bruce Wayne, but like, he doesn't have to, he's, he's badass enough without it. And so like, I wanted, yeah, but come on, oh man. And I think going to Japan and a experiencing a, a crowd that understands that style, but also the crowd in Japan is like different than in the States. They, they, they're quiet. A lot of times. And and I went over there to fight MMA in 2006 and it's the same way. They're the same way where like they're quiet <clears throat> until the parts where like something happens, then they cheer. And um, I think getting comfortable with a crowd being quiet and understanding quiet. Like obviously the chanting and the cheering is cool, but quiet is almost just as good. It's the it's the murmuring where they're like leaning over, talking to their friend and on their phone that you don't want. And I think learning this, um, that when I'm doing my stuff and people are silent because they're going, oh no. Yeah. And they're kind of watching between their fingers that, that like changed everything for me. Um, on top of the fact that like, 
you know, what goes on in Japan stays in Japan. Like <laughs> there's just some experiences living over there as a, as a, as a foreigner pro wrestler that it it's just a fun time and the friendships and, and um yeah, I, I just, that was my favorite time. I, I, it was before I got signed and I remember being like, you know what, if I never get signed, like, this is pretty cool. I remember having that moment in a, in a hot tub in japan so uh, it was a fun uh, time good stuff good stuff i believe i'm short on my time here so uh one one quick question and we have reached the low-hanging fruit portion of the interview okay. um because look you look across the landscape of the uh, wwe women's division and the present is fantastic the future is bright I think the last three weeks we've had 14, 15, 16 different women just appear on the show on monday night raw which as a women's wrestling stand i'm like Hell yes, let's <laughs> keep it going. Uh, I'd be remiss though if I didn't ask about the uh, the the newest uh, jewel in WWE's crown in in Jade Cargill. She is somebody that is being presented as a well, I mean, the absolute attraction and the star that uh, that she is. Um, you know, how do you feel about her coming over, being now a part of WWE, and uh, you know, are you excited to get to work with her one day? Yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime someone, anytime someone comes over and they have limbs to tear off and <laughs> next to twist around. I'm excited about, uh, obviously, you know, she's got a huge following. She looks like a star. Uh, she, her, you can't argue the presence she has. I mean, her thing right now is getting out of cars and walking into the arena and they, she always has a camera on her doing that. So you can't argue. And I say that I didn't, someone's going to clip that and like, take it as me being salty. But that's not what I mean. I mean, she, I mean, she has yet to really like do something and she's bringing this much attention, which yeah. goes to show like when she like imagine the attention when she's ready to get in there. Now, that being said, I don't think I think, you know, you talk about our women's division, especially now. I think we have the best women's division in wrestling um, talent wise. And so I think she's going to learn that. And she obviously is someone that carries herself with a lot of confidence and and uh, I think she'll have to learn that the hard way. But, you know, it all comes out in the wash, especially when you're in the ring. You can't can't fake the funk when you're in there. So we'll uh, we'll see how it comes out. But I'm excited for the audience that she brings for sure that you can't. None of us should complain about that. She's bringing yeah. eyes. So let's put some eyes on what happens when I grab a hold of a limb of Jade Cargo. Uh, and there, there's a lot of limb uh, there for you. A lot of limb, yeah. There's a lot of limb uh, for you to grab, for sure. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Crown Jewel. Uh, Saturday, as you challenge Rhea Ripley and three other ladies for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, it, it's going to be chaotic. I'm going to love every second of it. Uh, good luck. I am, too. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.